I'm Leslie Ferry, the founder of Rise and the host of the Bright and Wise podcast. Let's unleash your greatness. Today, we're going to talk about something that I think is probably near and dear to all of our hearts, and that's what does it take to have the 21st century career success profile? What makes up the skills and mindsets that we need to succeed at work today? And of course, success is a personal definition, but regardless of how you define success, there are skills and mindsets that make us more productive, uh, more engaged, and feel as though we're delivering on our purpose at work. But before I jump into the answer, I want to start by putting it into context, a couple of factors that are taking place in the, in the workplace today. And the first one is technology evolution. And then the second one is career transitions. So most of you may have heard of this little thing called the uh, global pandemic that we all have thankfully all come out of. And there were many impacts of that uh, crazy experience. But one was the evolution of digital transformation and the organizations and businesses that expedited their digital transformation efforts. And now in this year, just earlier this year, we have the realization of AI or artificial intelligence with uh, generative AI capabilities like such as uh, chat GPT. And so as the world Economic Forum often does. In 2020, in, in October of 2020, they took a look at the skills that they believed would be impacted by, um, by this evolution and this rapid increase in digital transformation. And they've uh, actually expedited the need for those skills to today. At first, they thought that they would be the skill, skills needed in 2025, but now they're the skills that they have said, nope, they are critical and essential to career success today in 20, 2023. And they, of their top 10 skills, they were able to succinctly apply them to four basic categories of problem solving. And the skills that go into this are uh, definitely problem solving, critical thinking, um, um, uh, creativity and innovation, and taking advantages of new opportunities. Self-management includes not only our emotional management of stress and uh, some triggers, emotional triggers that uh, we may subconsciously or consciously be aware of, to our resilience and agility and and ability to pivot in the evolution of ever-changing needs to working with people, which of course is what you would imagine. It's collaboration, teamwork, understanding how I fit into uh, the overall organization and how my work and what I produce is needed by others and getting input from everyone, as well as leading. Leadership falls into this category of being able to how to understand how to effectively uh, motivate and inspire those people that you manage to technology use and development. And even prior to... Uh, the the pandemic, McKinsey Global Institute had already started to take a look at these skills and what, and they took their analysis a step further and didn't just focus on what skills are needed, but what will be the time shift that will apply these skills in the workplace. And the the top one there, the physical and manual skills, you'll, they'll actually reduce a need by 14% from 2016 to 2030. And I suspect that 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 number, that percentage would increase even higher if they were to relook at this um, analysis today, again, because of the pandemic and the uh, expedited uh, 
process of digital transformation. They also said that uh, or analyzed that basic cognitive skills will decrease by 15%. And what they included there are things like data entry or repetitive type processes that can be automated. Uh, I'll date myself a bit here. For example, I, when I started my career, I was in accounting and I had the benefit of working for a Fortune 50 company, but my job was to reconcile our uh, cash account and our checking or banking account. And back in that day, I had a sheet of paper or a, uh, a statement and I knew all of our journal entries and I literally would need to ensure what went in and what came out of our uh, cash account. And then, of course, I had some other responsibilities about cash forecasting and, and interest payments and how could we optimize those types of things. But that first part of my process uh, is absolutely automated today. And so I would be out of a job. So it's those types of basic cognitive skills that they're referring to. And we're seeing the shift into higher cognitive skills, that creativity or thinking outside the box or addressing more complex problems that are beyond our immediate subject matter expertise to, um, uh, of course, tr technology. And this 55% increase in hours spent uh, in, in technology, it's not just about those who are software engineers or UI designers or quality assurance um, individuals. It's also about using collaborative tools. Like, and so today I'm um, talking to the, you know, I'm using uh, software to produce this podcast. So that would be part of that 55%, how often we engage with software during our uh, um, job each day. So all of this to say that the skills that are required in the workplace today are expanding. Now, the second um, topic that I teased out that impacts our career profile are where we are on our personal career growth journey and the transitions that we're making in our careers. And it really starts with our education. Uh, we've all invested at least 12 years in uh, our education. And most of us uh, many people are now investing at least 22 years in getting an education and becoming subject matter experts. We determine what vocation we want to pursue, and then we uh, go acquire the knowledge on that subject matter. And in that process, our measurement of success or performance measurement is knowing the right answer. We engage with educational content, we study it, and then we take a test or uh, write a paper or um, have a lab um, effort that tests, did we acquire the right about the, the knowledge correctly? Can, did we, are we retaining our content acquisition phase? And so again, it's all about knowing the answer and that's our measurement. And that becomes, again, we've been doing that for 22 years, most of us, that, be, that process becomes ingrained in us and we take that into the work into the workforce. But as we enter the workforce, that content acquisition phase expands and we need to not only be able to recall that knowledge, but activate it and to put it into action. So in the workplace, our measurement of performance, is, it's about being effective and being action, having an action oriented process. And our measurement becomes not just knowing the answer, but getting things done. So how do we leverage that content, that knowledge that we have? 
How do we integrate other information? And then how do we go and produce and achieve goals, produce whatever our tasks or responsibilities are, and ultimately achieve the goals for ourselves, whatever our career goals, and you know, for any given time, quarterly or annually, to what our overall organizations um, are designed to achieve, want to achieve in that same time period. So we're going to come back to to this these transitions in just a minute, but I want to uh, reveal the answer, if you will, a little bit to the 21st century career profile. So at Brise, we like to refer to it as IQed because it is about our intelligence, but it's no longer just about our subject matter expertise. We need to integrate our subject intelligence with our emotional intelligence and our social intelligence. And to do that, uh, the skills uh, that are required or the skill categories that are required to do that is having strong strategic presence, being able to collaborate effectively or teamwork and having positive mindsets. And um, the skills, let's go through what, what uh, some skills in these categories, which on the surface probably feel pretty basic, but when you really understand them, they're much more involved uh, in the workplace today. So in the strategic presence category uh, under thinking, it starts with focus and both active listening and being able to focus and uh, settle our minds for a period of time to get our task or responsibilities done. And when we think about that, that seems, again, very basic and foundational. But what is what it really means, what focus really means in the workplace is finding the unexpected in every conversation, looking for trends of problems that you carry through from conversation to conversation that you're able to stitch together because you are very focused on what is the purpose of this conversation? What, are, what, what am I to understand out of it? And then what am I discovering in it? So it's a much more involved process. Intellectual humility is that is the skill or trait or capability or competency that lets us let go of that longstanding ingrained um, performance measurement of knowing the answer. It, it is our ability to know that we're smart and that we can go get the answer, but it's also letting go of uh, the idea that we're always right and that we always have the answer. And it's about connecting with those who do. So think about work today. We can only be a subject matter expert in, in one or a couple of topics. We can't be all knowing and we need to have input from other subject matter experts so that we can create something better than what we could do on our own, greater and more innovative. So intellectual humility is the skill that lets us do that. Critical thinking is exactly what you probably are, are thinking that it is. It's understanding and distinguishing between fact and opinion type data. But it's also in the workplace, the difference between system one or automatic reactionary thinking to system two, effort, effortful thinking. And more important than that, it's, it's the process of developing foresight and predicting potential outcomes, not just an initial outcome to an action, but a um, reactions to actions three or four steps uh, down the process. And then communicating is uh, it, it, the, the, in the workplace, it's not just about having a conversation. It's about pr- starting that conversation and preparing for it well in advance, understanding what data 
you want to uh, use to form an opinion and what a strategy or idea or a concept that you want to present and think that you could take advantage of is and knowing your audience. So it's, it's really about knowing when to tell a story or knowing when to present facts, when you need to pull people along more slowly to, to, because it's the first time they're thinking about a concept to getting to the punchline because your audience already has that background context. So communicating is much more involved than just sharing an idea. And then initiative. So initiative is, uh, it really is about activating your critical thinking. And remember I said how you would need to focus on all conversations and meetings and data that you intake to try to determine if there's some problem or opportunity that you that's bubbling up because you're mapping or stitching together all of these concepts. It's about activating that critical thinking. It's not about going above and beyond or hustle culture. It's truly about leveraging what you've understood in multiple conversations through multiple sources and how you could put it together to elevate uh, an idea, solve a problem, or uh, improve a process internally. So these are the skills uh, that allow us to work with intention uh, and positive interactions. So remember I said, I'll, I'll take us back to our career journeys uh, or and career transitions and performance measurements. So at some point, we are we may be presented with the opportunity to lead others. And that is a tremendous, exciting opportunity. And what's a little ironic about it is we're offered the opportunity to lead others, whether that's uh, truly managing people or taking on a major project and being the team lead for it. We're still responsible for others in some way. And we're given that opportunity because we've proven how good we are at getting things done. We've proven that we can take in information, analyze it, translate it into uh, how it will help achieve a goal and then go achieve that goal. But as soon as we are managing others, our measurement of perform, our performance measurement is no longer about doing, it's about enabling. And it's about motivating individuals around a vision and inspiring them to go achieve their goals. And so it's about pro- providing context about what's to be done and why. So again, it's about enabling others to excel and not just doing, solely doing, if doing at all on your own. So uh, again, at Brise, we look at this from three, leading others from three high-level categories of managing me and what are the skills and traits and attributes that I need to possess in order to be an effective manager. Then managing others, what are the skills, mindsets, and knowledge that I need to know in order to manage people to achieve goals to developing others? And this is really the, the, the essential purpose of leading others. It's about enabling others to succeed and grow and achieve their career goals. And so being able to um, all of these individual skills and mindsets and traits are critical to ultimately being able to ensure that whoever you're responsible for leading achieves their goals and accomplishes what they want to in their careers. So again, to to come back to the answer of what is the 21st career, 21st century career profile? Again, at Abrise, we like to refer to it as I-cubed, where we integrate our subject matter expertise with emotional and social intelligence. So I cubed, 
subject, emotional, social intelligence. If you find our podcast interesting, please leave us a rating and review so others can benefit too. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.